You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge and guys... Do you remember how in kindergarten, how you'd meet a kid and know nothing about them? Then 10 seconds later, you're playing like your best friends because you didn't have to be anything but yourself. Do you? Do you remember that? I do. I, do. I don't. Hunking with you felt like that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Carter and don't be afraid to chunk the outside J. There's one thing oh, I've learned. Dude, th- never mind. I'm going to wait to get into it. Uh, Dosh, you said the hunk word. Why? Yeah, tell me about this. I'm excited. We got a tease two, of what this is. We got a tease, two, and this better be good. Just Two saying. words that might mean something to a few of you. Let me, let me lay these on your ears and see how they go down. Chaotic good. Okay. Okay. Sure. That's me. That's my life now. I was cleaning out my garage yesterday. Had a lot of cardboard boxes. Filled my recycling bin to the brim. And I, everywhere I look, still more boxes. So what did I do? I loaded the leftover boxes up in the back of my car. Wow. And committed a reverse crime. <clears throat> I reverse stole these cardboard boxes. And I drove to the back of, I don't know what store it was because I saw it from the Target parking lot, a big green recycling dumpster. Mm-hmm. And I reverse stole these from the tar- from the dumpster behind close to the target. And that, that sounds means- like just regular stealing. It doesn't sound That's like reverse stealing. Of you. <laughs> I reverse stole them because I put them in the recycling dumpster. Well, you stole them to reverse <laughs> steal them. No, they were my boxes. I didn't reverse. I didn't steal them ever. I only reverse stole them. I ordered something from the internet. It came in these boxes, and then I reverse stole these boxes into. A dumpster, a big green dumpster for recycling. I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge your alignment here. And I'm going to say that that is 100% chaotic neutral. It's chaotic good because I'm saving the planet by committing a crime. crime, That's neutral. One reverse crime at a time. Dumping in another man's dumpster is a crime. That's chaotic neutral. When you put outside foods, so foods not from your house, leftovers they're called, into your refrigerator... Mm-hmm. Are you reverse stealing food from that fridge? Any gift is reverse theft. Whoa. And I think we can't 
move forward until we begin to understand that. I can't move forward until we correctly use the alignment chart and really understand that this is chaotic. Neutral. No, that's a this is a chaotic good move. It's Carter, not a the DM. Good. Carter, would you please Cha- let us know what, where the good. alignment falls? Chaotic good would be buying random people random <sighs> gifts for no reason whatsoever. That's chaotic good. Committing the crime of dumping in a private dumpster for the sake of recycling. That's chaotic neutral. Part of me feels like it might just be lawful good. No. Part of me thinks it might just be lawful good. No, I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe what we what maybe what we've stumbled upon here is some homebrew content. To be what honest. we what we it, learned yeah. here today is that Doge only one of us is right, but Carter's definitely wrong. Is what we learned here today. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is lawful good. <laughs> There's nobody who is like, hey, Doge, it's the rules to do this. I somebody need- would say that. Smokey need- the Bear's probably in that area. He's in that <laughs> part of the Venn diagram. Crimes. Look. I need a D&D expert That's at home. That's not a crime. Listening. You can't dump in another dumpster. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. That's what makes but it this, lawful. But what, what, you, what you don't understand is this wasn't a dumpster. It was a recycle-ster. Okay. Because there was no dumping. <laughs> it was only for recycling. How'd you get, how'd you get, hey, how'd you get them in there? Did you dump them in? <sighs> That's true. I, I, genuinely, the you top was locked. The, you placed The top them. was locked, so there was a little slot like I was delivering mail. <laughs> But it was actually quite a big slot because these were big boxes. The patio furniture came in there. I guess I was thinking too much of it as an actual donation, which people are allowed to put things into. That. Oh, I'm going to write it off on my taxes. I forgot taxes. that dump. That's that, the second that perfect dumpster crime. was somebody else's property, so it is not lawful. Thank you. But it's my property that I put near. It, listen, wherever it ended up, I don't. It doesn't matter who owns it. It's still my property. That's the chaotic part. That's of it, the chaotic it? part, and then the neutral part is the committing a crime to save the earth. But was it a crime? Yeah. But do the ends justify the means? That's the that's the neutral part. But was it a crime? Yeah. I can't get a straight answer. But I, hang on though. <laughs> was it a crime? It wasn't a crime it if was. it helped someone. No, that's not true. Would you steal bread to feed your family? I'm not I'm on that end of this argument. <laughs> you can't <laughs> you just came over to my side of the line in the sand and wagged your finger at where you used to be standing. <laughs> So yeah, beginning to beginning to go ahead and lay the foundations for organized crime here in North Texas. Me and my boys, we're going to clean up this city one cardboard at a time. Mm. Mm-hmm. They call me the kingpin of cardboard. The crime kingpin of cardboard. I've heard that. I sit here in my brown tower. <laughs> I, there's nothing I won't recycle. Made of cardboard boxes. <laughs> it has parapets and a drawbridge. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. That sounds like something I would have done in the sixth grade, which ironically is when this movie came out. And the movie is true. The final movie in our DCOM series, you, dear listener, chose this by, I mean, a country mile. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest gap wide I've margin. ever seen between first and second. Please. Virtually every single person that participated in the vote did include this in their list. Yeah. Just about. Um, and the movie, of course, if you couldn't tell already, up, up and away. is up, up, and away. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm getting an update from the news desk that it, that's wrong. And the oh, movie, it's not La La Land. It's the, Moonlight. The movie is, in fact, called High School, School Musical. Musical. Uh, as creative of a title as one can get. <laughs> now, because this title is so difficult for me to parse. I am going to need help understanding it uh, by way of a synopsis from the old cardboard king of crime himself, Doge. The thing about High School Musical 
is that there are so many synopsises on IMDb, mm-hmm. and they're all bad. Mm. It makes it very hard to choose. This one is written by the mom from Luck with the Irish, Shannon O'Reilly. <laughs> Shannon O'Reilly <laughs> writes, Troy Bolton and Gabriella Montez are two totally different teenagers. True. They're not even the same person, and they meet at a party while singing karaoke on New Year's Eve. The next week, Troy returns to East High, his high school in New Mexico, to find that Gabriella is a new student there. They quickly become close friends and accidentally audition for the school musical. Whoops. They both get callbacks, infuriating drama queen Sharpay Evans and her sidekick brother, Ryan. Then Chad, Troy's best friend and basketball teammate, and Taylor, Gabriella's new friend on the decathlon team, must make Gabriella hate Troy. Credits. That's it? That's it. That's it. That's all Shannon wow. writes. Wow. Interesting. I can give you another one. If, you, if you're interested to see what Galoosh16 has to say about Galoosh? this. Galoosh? I really am, yeah. That Troy like Bolton good- and Gabriella Montez come from two different worlds. Troy the, these are both capitalized, basketball god, and Gabriella <laughs> the, capitalized, smart, stunning geek. They meet on New Year's Eve and instantly click. When they meet again at East High School, they accidentally audition for the school musical. The social cliques they belong to don't approve of this new friendship and try to separate them. At the same time, drama queen Sharpay Evans and her brother Ryan, the co-captains of the drama department, try in every way to prevent Troy and Gabriella from beating them in the callbacks. Can Troy and Gabriella lead their friends to more open-minded thinking? That's really what it's all about, though. The basketball god. Basketball basketball god. God. Wow. (laughs) Unbelievable. Do you guys remember when this came out? I do. I mean, Carter, did you watch? You didn't watch this when it came out, huh? No, I was a junior in high school. When it came out or when you watched it for the first time? When it came out. When did you watch it for the first time? So here's what happened. I think I was a a junior going into senior year. Like, I think it was really, it might have been a summer release uh, for High School Musical. But... I like go my whole senior year. Everybody, everybody, yeah, is is talking about this and and doing it to death. Then I come to my orientation for college. Still, every single folly, every single joke was around High School Musical, and I there was some point in my life that I was just like, I'm not going to be mainstream right right now. Yeah, I'm not going to do it for this. Mm-hmm. But then I watched it. I think a couple years after that, so it might have been like 2009 when I saw it. I don't remember it vividly. Yeah. This movie came out January 20th, 2006. So it had the staying power to stick around is what you're telling me. That stuck around. Then for you, that stuck around like two and a half years then even. Two years. Yeah. It definitely had the staying power. Because I think, and we'll talk about it, but this was like, I think maybe we can credit DCOMs for the 14 years after it, like their success to this being good. I mean, was this not- Oh yeah, they're coasting on High School Musical still. This Six Emmy nominations? Did y'all see that? <laughs> no. High school, like... Well, it's because of Kenny. Yes. Has Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega. Six Emmy nominations. Legitimate. Wow. It's unbelievable. One, two Emmys. I don't think about made-for-TV movies being a part of the Emmys. That's funny. Right? That's very interesting. But it happened. And, and, you know, I... So, with a movie like this, I actually mark High School Musical as probably the last good decom, And that must be generational. Um, I think it is generational because we did, uh, before we wrote our poll, we actually did like some just like open-ended what movies do you hope to see? And there is a clear generational split of like, you know, people of this age say High School Musical and the ones before it. And people of this age say High School Musical and the the ones ones after after it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. 
the end of an era. Truly. Or the beginning of one, depending or on the beginning of one. Yeah, you who you ask. And uh, much like the way eras begin, movies begin as well. And this one starts at a ski lodge on New Year's Eve. This is the first time I've watched this movie since January of 2006. No way. You didn't watch this wow. when Disney Plus came out? No. Uh-uh. Oh, this is the second time I've watched it in a calendar year. I did not. Jess watched it when it came out, but mm. I did not. I've uh, seen this movie a bunch of times. I was I was convinced we started the wrong movie when we it opened with snow. Same. Because <laughs> it felt too holiday vibe, right? I had also just watched another holiday movie for this podcast. I was like, right? really? Again? Yeah. And it's... I want to take a moment to speak to the worst actor in this movie. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah, I'm sure you do. He was almost my super dump. He's not. He almost was. Troy's dad sucks so bad. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about... <laughs> oh, the karaoke host? About, no, not even oh. him. Did y'all notice the kid with the Viking helmet on? No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my goodness. What a little... What a little... What was the, the tag of the person who wrote the review about it? Guskadoosh. Oh, he's a galoosh. He's, he's a, a galoosh. galoosh. Total galoosh. galoosh. Isn't that the total little green alien ga- from the Flintstones? Total galoosh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yes. No, Troy's dad is in a movie of young kids absolutely phoning it in. Troy's dad is so bad. It is honestly unbelievable. The, there's a part mi- about midway through where he's like, where's Troy dad? And like <laughs> the <laughs> aggression with which he yells that does not match the situation in he the He yelled slightest. it like a, like a Muppet. Like yeah. he just looked like, <laughs> it was just like, oh, 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 oh. like he hinged his mouth, hinged back at the yes. ears. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. While we're talking about bad actors. Great guys. hair though. Really great hair. Yeah, good head of hair. Good head of hair on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we're talking about bad actors. Sure. May I super, super dump. Wow. The easiest. So quick. Super dump, maybe in two chunks history for me. No. Is what Vanessa is- Hudgens. Oh, yeah. She's really? Rough. She's a bad actress in this, a bad dancer in this, and a bad singer in this, which ordinarily, if you're just a regular person who happens to be bad at those three things, it's not a big deal, but those are actually the only three things she's supposed to be doing for this hour and a half, and she's not good at any of them. Her face does not ever change, (laughs) even one time. Her eyebrows don't even move. It's like Taylor Lautner, Twilight 2 levels of unbelievably terrible acting. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty bad. Her singing is rough. Yeah. Singing is terrible. Not not for singing's sake, because you were uh, my <laughs> like it's so okay. auto tuned. Okay, dude. my super dump. If if it has one molten core where it's all her the gravity solo collapses, song. it's that solo song. Dude, that song is that the song worst. It's so sucks. bad. The choreography is so bad. That's that, that time slows to a complete stop. Her chunky belt's pretty song. cool though. Yeah, it's the only solo, right? Is it the only solo? Uh, in the I think movie? so. That sounds I think right. So. Yeah, I think it doesn't help her that she is sharing most of her screen time with Zach, who I child prodigy. Unlike, unlike a Von Detten level, like for what he's doing for a Disney like original he's got that charm, baby. He's got like I get it. Like this kid became yeah, he did a good job. Zach Efron's just magnetic, man. Yeah. He's not good magnetic. in this movie, but no. I I eat up every bite. He wasn't on the enough. Plate. Wasn't enough of a tenor for this movie, literally. Like yeah. they, they've yeah. only got him there for the charisma. That's yeah. the only reason he's here. I, he's I, a surrogate for the music. <laughs> I belong to the clean plate club when it comes to Zac Efron. I enjoy every single morsel. I lick the plate clean. He's fantastic even when he's bad. 
I yeah, love he's him. fun. He, he he dances. Most of his dance energy is in his arms. Dude, his arms and his knees. That little like knee thing he does or his knees touch is <laughs> out there, man. Yeah, it's so good. And when he, whenever he's got this one move he does in basketball where he hits one dribble, picks up the ball, and then takes an enthusiastic step forward to talk to somebody. And yeah. he, he pulls that particular trick out of his hat about nine times in this yeah. movie, dude. Do you think he would win in like a one-on-one on the court against our boy from from it's two Ryan from Smart House and dude, I think I think Zach has it in the bag. Actually, I think, it, I think Zach Efron's short. I know yeah. how to find out. I don't know. Can I guess? I think it'd be an interesting match. Yeah, guess, guess. Let's see my how close guess you get. for Efron is five nine. Carter, what you guess? That was my guess too. Oh, I'm nice. gonna say I'm gonna say five ten. Five eight. Oh, oh I wish it got wow. the other way. So Carter has a score of two inches. Jordan has a score of one inch. <laughs> Do they have Ryan Merriman's height? Is he important enough to have that? Because my guess uh, is check. six one. No, yeah. he's five eleven. He's five eleven. So? It's probably a safer yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't play it safe. I never do. He's six foot one. Oh! What are you kidding? I mean, he wasn't in Smart House. <laughs> Jordan, you super fan. <laughs> I just now I'm gonna guess I'm, what is he a B positive blood type? <laughs> now I really. I don't enjoy sports video games. I think they're quite boring, but I really want to get NBA 2K20 or whatever the latest one is just so that I can make Troy Bolton and Ryan Merriman and make <laughs> them do one-on-one to see who wins. Dude, that would honestly be pretty 2K20? incredible. 2K20? Yeah, I don't know why you <laughs> said it like that. That's how far off you are. It's just the year. It's just 2K20. <laughs> Which is 2K20. That's the same well, thing. I mean, Nobody it's calls not. it that. That's funny. <laughs> I can't roast you. It's a movie podcast. I'm out of my element. Um, <laughs> That's true. So something that happened, the very beginning of this, and it's the first time, this might have been my second or third watch, but when we have our meet cute. Uh, and it over is a, cute. Over a holiday. <laughs> well, they do meet. Yeah. Over a holiday in which uh, they uh, meet each other again because she joins his school. I was thinking to myself, well, this is Greece. This is... Right. This is absolutely yes. Greece. And then the research finds that this was meant to be basically this script started as what would be like Greece three, which Greece was going to have I our Greece three or four. Yeah. Which was going to yeah. have our leads children meet and kind of mm. go through the same thing that that iconic duo did. And so it was like, oh my goodness. It was kind of interesting to see it in that lens. Isn't that wild? It is so very much. That's yeah. uh, the the one piece of feedback I distinctly remember my mom giving 14 years ago when this came out, 15 years ago. We turned sure. it off and she was like, baby, that was just grease for kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think you're right, mom. I mean, yeah. as, as a sixth grader, I didn't know that. But as an adult, yeah, mom, you're absolutely right. You should start yeah. a podcast. I think it was. <laughs> Come on, Jen. That is interesting. Just kind of the repackaging of a classic, but giving it to a completely dem- different demographic. Mm-hmm. I wonder how. I, I wonder how many movies have been like that. That just were super successful because they were carbon copied and given to somebody completely different. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I, I, I found myself know. wanting, and maybe it's just because I believe this is the perfect high school movie. I found myself wanting ten things I hate about you level of like like this story is playing out differently. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. They're in their drama class. Right. And one of the first things that the teacher who is totally not Moira Rose says <laughs> is, uh, that we're going to be looking at Shakespeare. Uh, and like, why are they not doing a product, like a musical modern production of Romeo and Juliet? And right. like, this is like, we play with that story a little bit. I don't know. And that's, that's, that's a totally different script, right? Cause but, we get a balcony. 
We do get yeah, a balcony. Yeah, that's the thing that made me be like, okay, why is he not down there saying Vanessa and Ann Hudgens, Vanessa and Hudgens, wherefore art thou Vanessa and Hudgens? That'd probably While we're here, Gabri- Gabriella? Yeah. Gabriella. Has a fireplace in her bedroom. So did y'all notice that? No. Yes. She had a nice what? columned fireplace in her bedroom. Dude, so what company does her mom work for? That house, I mean, you literally can't see the edges of it. At yeah. any point. Also, you don't also, ever see a corner. Right? For all we know, Gabriella is smart enough to work for NASA the way they, they have her. Dude, <laughs> hold on. Let's talk about that, though. Because she, one of the first things she says to her mom in this movie is, I'm just tired of being the freaky genius girl. It's like, hey, I promise that nobody has thought that. Like, it is insane I would love a turn. Me. I mean, if that's such a heavy burden to bear, heavy is the head that wears the freaky genius girl crown. I would love to take a turn. (laughs) Yes, please. Oh, my goodness. Freaky genius girl is self-described. Yeah. So here's my super dump. Are you ready? Yes. My super dump, even though it's a high school movie, and I have to be careful not to expect too much depth from a decom. That's not what they're for. Right, we'll have some stuff in there that's meant to teach us some lessons, and sometimes we can pick up on those, but it's not as potent as Pixar. Right. Sure. But the fact that our people are two leads that are having to work against uh, the uh, <laughs> all of the titles that they've been given in the world and just kind of move Freaky on and do something. Girl, basketball neither God. of them. Neither of them are struggling, nor are they super relatable to me. Right. No. Again, I'm watching this as an adult. But if I was watching it right when it came out, or let's even give me the what's what do you think is hitting the nose for a decom? What age? Fourteen. Yeah, well, 15. I, I think between 11 between, and 15. Yeah, I was going to say fifth grade in freshman year. So somewhere so in that range. So I'm, I'm like not, 13. I can't, it's like gorgeous guy who's really good at one thing, but he's discovered he's really good at another thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> really pretty girl that's really good at something. But now she's discovered she's really good at something else, but people keep making fun of her for wanting to do other things. For being good things. at something. Yeah, and I was just kind of, that it's not... Dude, relatable and again i love the beginning when troy is like no Astrid. dude 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 dude, i don't sing i don't living in my own like it's so <laughs> yeah. oh the beginning i love that though that was enough cheese for me that i oh, was like this dude, is this is great this movie is a can of cheese whiz turned upside down dumped directly onto a delicious ritz cracker it is so cheesy in the best yeah. way. yeah yeah it's very good it really it really did remind me that uh, we the two things that I feel like we've said every episode is that these are such time capsules. Yeah. Right? Like I could smell the 2006 through my TV. Axe. It made me it made me like cringe and be like I don't want it to ever be 2006 again. It smelled like Axe body spray and 3D Doritos. Yeah, it to me 2006 will always and forever wow. feel like the little candy vending machines in the mall that Whoa, you put a quarter in and crank and twist it and like you get runts <laughs> or gummy worms. I haven't thought about 3D Doritos. <laughs> oh, I need a moment. Oh, wow. Do you guys They're remember? They're known colloquially as, as Doritos. <laughs> Do you guys remember when uh, Cheez-Its and Chips Ahoy and I think Oreos did the little like nuggets and they were just called yeah. grips? Grips with a Z? <laughs> yeah. Just grab yourself a grip. I would take those with my lunch all the way into high school. I don't even remember what I was saying. The early 2000s were such a great time for pouch-based snacking. Or tube-based snacking. You got gushers. Speaking of snacks, okay, we were talking about cheese. Okay, here's what I was saying. We're back, we're back. Here's what I was saying. Skippy peanut butter tube. (laughs) We've said every time that these are time capsules, and it's very 2006 within the frame of this film. Also, we've talked about how these are Hallmark movies for kids. Yep. And this, this to me felt 
more than any of the others, I think because it is first and foremost a romance story, yep. I could feel the Hallmark vibes. I, it felt like Melissa Joan Hart and DJ Tanner were in the living room with me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. And there are a lot of moving parts in a movie like this for kids. There's a lot of um, overacting. There's a lot of underacting. There's a lot of hamming it up. Uh, and I want to talk about the greatest ham, the honey baked ham, the prize jewel in the crown of this movie. Um, I want to talk about my super pump and it shocked okay. even me. My is super it? pump for this movie is Lucas Graybeal, AKA Ryan Evans. Okay. AKA Mr. Let me go ahead and put this film on my back. No. Yeah. Okay. Dude. I'll give you the super pump, but yeah. this young man does not put the, put the film on his back. I know hyperbole is no. my thing, Carter. Look Let at his history, this. but he, he has had not su- no success trying to put movies on his back. But no, yes, it, it's it's Zac Efron that puts the movie on his back. Let's be clear, but yes, dude, on his eyes and his cheekbones, Ryan is the funniest person in this entire movie, and I did not appreciate his timing as a kid. Yeah, yeah, he's another level. He's he like is. he should have been about eight years younger. So that he could be Smart House and yeah. Luck of the Irish. Dude. And and I, I know that's maybe blasphemy to some to replace <laughs> who our lead was there. But like, yeah. <laughs> All he, those Ryan Merriman stands. Yeah, he is. It, it feels like, uh, yeah, it feels like Ashley was on his coattails at least. I'll give you that. In terms of the duo. Percent. He was, he was uh, significantly more talented in, in all of the, the dancing, singing, acting. Dude, than, and... Than, than his counterpart. I should have been Sharpeau. Sharpeau. It should have been, he should have had that role. They should have just flipped it. it Sharpe and Expo. Anytime she was funny <laughs> was because she did that thing. <laughs> so this laugh right here, this Doge laugh marks the beginning. If you look at your watches, this is the beginning of nighttime energy. It yeah. just started. Yeah, it just started. Absolutely. That's the worst joke I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yikes. Uh, I'm not done talking about Ryan. I'll never be done talking about Ryan. And I'm going to push through this. Anytime Sharpay was funny, it was because she ping ponged off of the perfect serve delivered by Ryan. Yeah. He was what you would call a playmaker. (laughs) I mean, genuinely. I played basketball. Is that a thing? I had never heard anybody on a team referred to as a playmaker. I played upwards basketball and church league basketball. So Jesus Christ was the player. Carter just left. Carter is literally (laughs) gone. Carter heard upwards, shook his head and walked off of the screen. Amaze. You you okay? Yeah, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, had too big of a guffaw about Expo that I had to just (laughs) cover my mouth and get it out. I just had to get it out. Um, did, did, did Ryan come across as funny in your respective watching situations? Oh yeah. yeah he was great. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think the gap between him and Ashley Tisdale is bigger than Enormous. what Zach Efron was to Vanessa Hudgens. Enormous. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I really think that's why, uh, as, as mentioned, uh, I believe before we were started recording, uh, we just moved on to High School Musical 2 last night after we watched this movie, and Ryan Oh, he, there's so much more of him in that one? Like a significant portion of screen time in High School Musical 2. I've never seen it. Maybe we'll He's watch got, it after we're done recording tonight. Doesn't he have a solo in that one? Uh, I think so. He is not 
or the movie is not as good, but he's just as good. He yeah. Okay. He stays at the tip top of his game. I've never yeah, seen three, good. but I have to imagine he's crushing it there too. He just sort of crushes it across the board. Of the of the four singing leads, how does he? How is he the one that had no career after this? My guess is um, he's a one trick pony, and that this this is plays he can into do drama boy. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, maybe that's my guess. He's perfectly suited for this. I mean, yeah, he absolutely wonderful. crushes yeah. it. But I I can't see him delivering leading man energy. He is the only one in this movie that actually feels like somebody I knew in high school. Yeah. You know, everybody else is like pretty exaggerated. And I think that that's valid. And there's a reason for that. But he is, he actually like, I can think of a couple people that I went to high school with where it's like, oh yeah, there that's him basically. Look, I'll, yeah. I'll move on from Did, talking about Lucas Grabeel. But before I do that, I do just want to say he delivers the best line in the entire movie, which is right after they sing Bop to the Top and she says, I told you not to do the jazz squares. And he, out of breath, pants to Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> Everyone loves a good jazz square. It's a crowd favorite. <laughs> yeah. It felt like the lines that he delivered were outside of DCOM energy. Yes. Because they were good. Yeah. Because it was like, <laughs> it was like, oh, this is for like a crowd like now. Like yes. this is, this is funny stuff. But yeah, one more thing that I thought that was like worth bringing up and we've done so much Disney on this podcast and we have we talked have. about to an extent the, um, uh, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily call it full progression, but like Disney has a history of like, uh, some pretty kind of bad stereotyping and things like that. Yeah. Like yeah. did y'all see about Gray Beale and, and Kenny Ortega were wanting this character they they wanted him to be written as a gay character. Oh, really? Which would have been a huge deal yeah. for a decom. In much less certainly, yeah. Much less Disney, and that it made me really sad. And it wasn't my super dump, but it definitely made me feel like if they had allowed this, like what would have that have have done for the gay community? Honestly, because you've got a guy who's like in a high school setting and like would not have been afraid to just like be written as that. But Disney yeah. said, Disney said no. Hmm. Oof. So you had the director and the actor saying, it really feels like, and when you look at the character as a whole, it, he could definitely yeah. lend himself to that. Oh, certainly, yeah. Um, and so it was, it was, yeah, I, I just thought that's it. That's worth bringing up because I don't know how many times people talk about this movie and talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I, but I feel like it's a big whiff on Disney's part to just not let that be the character that the people who had the most creative, you know, investment in it wanted it to be. So Sure. You know, I haven't kept up with Disney channel original movies much beyond this and i don't know sure. my guess is that would still probably be a pretty big deal at disney my guess is exactly. they still probably have not um i don't know maybe they have introduced a gay character on the disney channel i'm i'm not i'm not confident in saying that they have not i know that um disney was home to uh, a smattering of hurtful stereotypes uh for a while and so yeah my hope <laughs> not to mention walt himself was, well sure yeah, yeah. No, that's but I'm even talking right. about Disney Channel, like shows and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like there were hurtful stereotypes. Uh, I, I mean, I have to imagine they were hurtful. Um, and so, it, I yeah, it would have been pretty interesting. This would be a different conversation if in 2006 this had been the handling of a a gay leading character in a Disney Channel original movie and it had been done yeah. well. I mean, we would be having a different conversation about this movie is my guess. This would be... Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. And it's, you know, there were so many moments where I was like, uh, you know, I wonder if this was getting the wheels turning for the writers of Glee. Like there were so many things oh, I could yeah. see the influence that totally. High School Musical yeah, would have maybe. had things on. And then I thought of all the other great high school movies that we've reviewed, you know, Mean Girls, oh, yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You. And all of those 
part of what they hang their head on in terms of being really good are just really pointing out the differences. Sure. Stereotypically and demographics within high school. And it felt like that this was one of the most one-note high school demographics (laughs) I have ever seen. Status quo tried. We are in Salt Lake City and... Mm, we're yeah. just kind of all wealthy. You know, it's just yeah, like, yeah. it was like <laughs> wealthy and talented. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. So the song status Anyways. quo wanted to do that. Um, right. Status quo. It's like, I play cello. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. and hey, let's do Your this. family can afford a cello. Silver spoon. There's, there's a yeah. good conversation to be had about the song status quo. And we're going to have it after shout announcements. Living in shout announcements. I yes. didn't understand that anything could anything happen, happen in shout announcements. See, I changed the pronunciation of the word to rhyme the second time. A lot of people don't you know what's think crazy about that. That's is that that wasn't even that wasn't even Jordan singing. That was that Drew was Drew Seely. Yeah, <laughs> they had to bring him in. Is it Seely or Steely? Yeah, it's too bad. I'm, I'm I'm actually too much of a tenor for that particular line of singing it's sort of the opposite of efron steel uh equally muscular though which is fun um shout announcements as as 16 year old zach efron yeah. <laughs> dude he's so noodly i'm just as ripped as this kid uh the fun part about shout announcements is that it is the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements and boy do we have some absolute doozies for you i can't even decide what goes first and it's going to be me because the other two are way more exciting than this which is still exciting because we here at two chunks and a hunk we know how many of you are listening every single one of you yeah i'm talking to you Uh uh-huh you hear me i know you're listening and i know statistically that many of you have not taken the 30 seconds necessary to leave a Mm. rating and review on Mm. itunes for us please please go do that it would mean the world seems too big no i'll say it i'm not afraid it would mean the world to us and while you're at it, your phone's already open, so why don't you go ahead and hop on over to Instagram. Give us a follow at Two Chunks and a Hunk. Check out all the beautiful artwork and fun interactivity offered therein. You're going to love it. I promise. Go do those things. Go do those things and uh, do a little bit of that. I don't know if you can... Here's what you need to do, mm. okay? Hopefully, you've got uh, what you're listening to us is portable or loud enough that you can move around. Open up the door really quick. I just want you to open up your front door or the back door. It's fine. Any door. Listen really closely. Do you hear that? Is that Whoa, the beginning of a class? <laughs> I swear that's not me. You're hearing that outside. <laughs> we are dreaming. We're streaming. <laughs> I was so, it was so, all the pressure was building because it was such a good transition. I'm um, got, we're streaming. Oh, White Christmas. Here's what's happened. If you listen to our most recent Mini Monday, uh, you did find out that we are going to do new streaming, made-for-streaming platform Christmas movies this holiday season. Mm -hmm. And we just very recently had the combo as to what all we're going to do. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. And it's definitely something you're going to want to tune in for to get you into that holiday spirit, which begins with the first episode. I'm just kind of I'm I'm doing this slowly to kind of live in the moment that I'm about to say this out of my mouth. We will be reviewing mm. Felice Navidad, starring Mario Lopez. Uh, we all watched this movie, uh, and it it was an experience like I have never felt. <laughs> 
Dude, it was surreal watching that title card come yeah. up. Yeah. Feliz Navidad starring yeah. Mario yeah. Lopez. Yeah, for sure. It was uh, a, a surreal moment, and that's absolutely an episode you are not going to want to miss, and especially right there at the beginning of a series uh, that is going to be uh, one of your better gifts this year. And the best thing about Two Chunks and a Hunk, this movie podcast, is that around here, gifts don't stop at Christmas. <laughs> they keep going. If you recall, last January, we launched our Patreon. Uh, so now we have several of you who have decided to become official I chunkies. I would say more than we, several. More we than ca- several. We, we have two several. We got ourselves a, a, little, a little chunky family growing. You who know this. decided to join our family. We're your three cool dads. And we're super grateful for each of you. And to celebrate the one-year birthday of our Patreon, uh, this coming January, we're going to be unveiling... What? Uh, new ways to connect with us uh, over there on that platform. We're going to unveil a second tier of membership Ooh, and it, it will cost just a little bit more money a month, but you will get just a little bit more of these three honeys. How? And so more, more money for more honeys. You know, that's what I always say. How will they connect with us? Jordan, I'm so glad you Me asked. Me too. And I didn't, even have to, I didn't even have to feed you that question. It just rose organically, pesticide free from the earth. Discord. Discord is the answer. <laughs> the rhythm of that sentence <laughs> took me by surprise. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna launch a Discord channel where you can uh, you can pop in there uh, for that second Patreon tier. Um, that's the tier above official Chunky. You'll be able to pop in and you'll be able to say, "Hey, Pod Boys Three, have you watched uh, 2018's Doctor Seuss's The Grinch starring?" Benedict Cumberbatch and two of us will say no, but Jordan will say yes. And then you can say, Jordan, was it good? And Jordan will probably also say yes to that. I think I will. <laughs> was it good? You liked it? Uh, I did. I did actually. Yeah. yeah. He rated it. He rated it pretty high. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun too. I'm going to just do it. So it's written in stone. There's definitely going to be at least one channel on there for fan art. Uh, so <laughs> be ready for that too. You can finally submit all of your doodles and your paintings of us uh, or things that are us adjacent and feel free to share those. Yeah. Super, super looking forward yeah. to that. I think it's going to be a super be a fun, fun way to connect with all you guys. Uh, as always, you can find all the details about anything that we've talked about during shout announcements over at twochunksandahunk.com. There's some great navigation bars up there at the top. Take you to our merch store. Take you to review our podcast. You can look through past episodes. Um, yeah. Boys, do we have anything else? I think maybe that that second half of the movie. Mm. We do have that. that. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones get it done. It's time to talk about the status quo. Mm-hmm. You, you better stick to stick. it. Stick. Stick to it, dude. This song begins a, mm, a troubling pattern in this movie for me. 
a troubling pattern that exemplifies what is my super dump for this movie. Okay. Um, and my super dump is how bad Troy and Gabriella's friends suck. Um, yeah, they're super duper manipulative. Like it is, it is even for a Disney channel. So like a Disney channel movie, so shallow and stupid, their logic that they use that like, I don't see how they don't, how they all come out of this still okay. And friends and don't have to have a pretty serious talk about boundaries and how bad that was. Yeah. And you start to see some of that here in status quo where everybody, I know it's a high school movie, whatever, but everybody's like, no, you can't like to bake. You play basketball. No, you yeah. can't play the cello. You're a skater. And that one dude's like, a saw. So there's just, there's a lot going on in this song that honestly, kind of a bop, but. Hey, this is my super pump. This yeah, scene. It's because very of fun. how much of a bop this it's song very is. Fun. The choreography rules too. Yeah. Yeah. The scene itself is great. This scene made me realize how much we've talked before. Seems like at least four or five times an episode about how we all have season tickets to Dallas Summer Music. We talk about it way too much. This scene made me realize how much I miss going to see musicals in the before yeah. times. Man, yeah, for sure. But then also thinking about sitting there, uh, sitting there in the performance hall with other people and none of us have a mask on because we didn't know we needed them. Yeah, You know, this was this was a year ago. None of us wore masks. Yeah. Gives me the most extreme levels of discomfort. It is even crazy. imagine putting myself Dude, in that situation. The, the last one of those you and I saw was the night before the announcement was made to uh, shelter to work in from place home, and work everybody from stay home. home. Yep. So, yeah. Come from same, away. Same. Welcome to The Rock. Um, yeah. I. So my super pump is the music and choreography. Kenny Ortega. These were, this was a billboard, literal billboard chart, like, soundtrack. Like, it did really, really well. Yeah. And sold several, several millions of copies. Mm. But yeah, it's, you know, it's right there with the, with the super dump that, um, and I've already stated it, but essentially, like, it was such a, all of our lessons were so diluted. Like, they were so, totally. they, they were so far from obvious. You know, it was like, if they gave us any kind of discrimination, they did it in a way that was just so glo- like glossed over. Kind of, it yeah. was like, yeah, they, they, yeah, it, it could have been a lot more. I think, but yeah, there's so much about the. I was, I was dancing. Can we sure. talk about I Kenny Ortega <laughs> for a little bit? We've said his name a bunch of times as like a punchline. He, so I remember on Disney Channel leading up to this movie, they made, I mean, genuinely like the biggest deal. I will never forget this. It, and for my whole life, I will never forget Every commercial this. for High School Musical was like, and guys, guys, Kenny Ortega. <laughs> we got Kenny for one and of these. I remember as a kid being like, whoa, who? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was, was he, was he Michael Jackson's? He was Michael Jackson's tour choreographer. <laughs> yep. He was the director of the Winter Olympics opening ceremony, the 19th Winter Olympic opening Look, ceremony. Look, I don't want to dunk on this dude's skill set. This dude is clearly talented. Choreography's great I'm in this. I'm just saying Disney Channel as a primary market for young tweens, making a big deal about Kenny Ortega feels like the wildest decision to Disney make. Disney Channel had me, a 12-year-old boy in East Texas, fully convinced that Kenny Ortega was the biggest possible <laughs> dude, get for, for a broadcast television event. For real. I was like, dude, they got Kenny? Jess was telling me uh, when we got to All in This Together, she was like, uh, she was asking me if I watched, do you guys remember, I guess Carter, you probably wouldn't, Jordan, you might, 
about two months after this came out, a month after it came out, maybe they did that special presentation where it was like the movie. And then it was this whole dance class with Kenny Ortega, where they taught you the choreography to every one of the dance I don't numbers. remember that one. They did a high school musical sing along that I remember where the words bounced through the bottom, like karaoke. Yes. I remember that one. Jess told me that she and her family taped the, the choreography one onto a blank VHS Amazing. so they could practice the high school musical chorus. Presumably if they ever found themselves in a smart house situation where they're like, welcome <laughs> to my party, we have to dance together. <laughs> they needed Kenny Ortega. In the pilot smart episode house of Modern Family, one of Phil's points about how he's a good dad is that he knows all of the dance moves to high school musical and he Amazing. proceeds to perform part of We're All in This Together. Um, which, by the way, is, I think, a two-way tie. We're all in this together is one of my two favorite songs in this movie. Yeah, oh, I'm, not, the best song in this I'm movie, not done with uh, Kenny Ortega yet. He uh, he directed 12 episodes of Gilmore Girls. What? Uh, he directed, yep, he directed Hocus Pocus. He directed Newsies. Mm -hmm. What on earth? He did a remake of Dirty Dancing. But outside of that, like, yeah, he was big time music video Did we talk boy, about but Kenny Ortega directing Hocus Pocus? I think I okay. did. I did I, I not bring that up? Maybe no I said it to Jess. Must have. And he wasn't done with Disney, uh, Disney Channel original movies. He's done Descendants too. So, oh. yeah, there you go. Descendants was one of the ones that showed up in the post High School Musical generation. Everybody in, in like that kind of crop of people younger than us was like, "You guys have to do this movie." Maybe we need to do another DCOM series and watch the ones that we were too old for. Hmm. May have. I'll talk about Brink twice. <laughs> I'll talk about Brink three times. I'll do a whole Brink series. I don't even care. I listen. I edited the Brink episode today, and if I hear you say the word Brink one more time, I'm gonna. Scream. Was it pretty good though? Because I feel like much. it's a pretty great episode. <laughs> you certainly had a really intense energy <laughs> for that one. I stand by <laughs> it. I stand by it. I'll fight to the death. It much like Troy would fight to the death for the love of his life. Gabriela Montez. Look, didn't you name one of your horses Gabriela Montez in Red Dead I Redemption? I did do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I was thinking last night while I watched this. I did do that. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 to be exact but yeah no that that sure, yeah. that was that was real that was not a that was not a dream um so there's problems at this school every school has problems they're run by people and people are human but there's problems at this school and it's scheduling yeah so we've got uh yeah we've got audition callbacks during a game which means one of those two is at a weird time no no, they moved the callbacks. Sharpay and uh, Ryan uh, put some respect. I was going to say it. Mark. I was going to say Mark, but his name is not Mark. It's Ryan. Sharpay and Ryan got it moved to be during the game. That's still a scheduling problem. I thought with scheduling problems, you were going to talk about how short their class periods are. Oh yeah, exactly. Because the class about shortly after they walk into their drama class. Maybe within four minutes, they're walking out. The bell has rung. I was like, are they doing home? Is it home class? Is it like your home? Because I remember that. I remember like, like home room. you know what? Home it room. might be homeroom. Yeah, everybody check into the homeroom. That might be homeroom, actually, because I don't feel like Troy or Gabriella would take drama as an elective. Do you do homeroom in high school? I did homeroom in fifth grade only. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Schools, man. Who knows, really, how any of it works. Carter, if any of us would know, it would be you. That's true. You're the schoolboy. But Troy's dad works at this school and seems pretty clueless as to the inner workings of the way the school functions. Um, but then we also have the science something. I don't really fully. So again, slumber party. We, we have another instance here of big game syndrome where it's just sort of a generic big championship. 
And then we've got big game syndrome bleeds down into science and it's sort of the science big game, but we don't really know what it is for we don't real. Need to. No, it's a decathlon. Is that, is that what it is? It's like an like academic decathlon? Yeah. And then yeah. we also have the callbacks. So we we have ourselves a doozy of a day. You know what's wild? Tell though, me. Is, is that in High School Musical, we never actually see a single rehearsal or performance of the musical. Yeah. I didn't realize that. It's until a movie last about Again, getting second cast in a musical, it. not a musical. It's itself. a movie about. It's a movie about. We're gonna do a musical now. As soon as this is over, when we're this gonna one's do a musical. Done, we're doing a different one, just so everybody knows. Isn't that wild? And also, the songs exist both in universe and in a meta sense as well. What is that called uh, when music takes place within the frame of a narrative? Is it diegetic? Only you would know that on this podcast. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, only you can prevent diegetes. Yep. So a good example of diegetic music is like the Cantina Band in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That music, that's music our characters are hearing. Every single song in this straddles the line between a musical song and a diegetic song that is actually Dude, existing all I in the universe of this film. Get your head in the game was that the coach had to walk in and be like, "What are you guys doing? What are this is not a play. We don't run this play. Can you please what are you doing? Just basketballs now." I remember as a young boy looking at my mom and dad when that scene came on and was like, they just, they just talked a whole lot of crap about how they hate singing. And now (laughs) now they're they're all singing singing together and dancing. To be fair, I think the only one that sings classic is Troy. All the rest of them are just like, you gotta get your, get your head. Like, it's just like sort of a rap, but not quite. Get your, get your, get your, get your head in the game. Speaking of people in that number, have we gone this whole episode without talking about Yeah, we have. It's what one are of we my, thinking, it's guys? It's one of my favorite chicken dishes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I had it locked and loaded he, if he um, didn't. So. You know, one of, the, one of the most interesting bits of trivia was that he actually wrote the slogans that were on uh, on the shirts. On the shirts I that bet he in wore. 2006, and I would have thought those shirts were pretty funny. I bet you would have. Uh, yeah, I, I have my own background music, I think was one of them. Um, and he also, did you see the one about the watches? Yeah. Did you read that trivia? Yes, that's funny. So he wore all three watches when he had the option to wear. I didn't notice. Uh, he had to just pick his favorite one. I didn't one. notice that he I was once, wearing three I did until he was like, we got to synchronize. And I thought it was a bit that he was doing. Like, we got to synchronize our watches. So he wore three of that's them. That's so funny. I want. So he is currently 31 years old. That's younger than I thought. Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner is 28 years old. I want them to do a movie together so badly. I don't know what it would be. The closest I've come is Starsky and Hutch. Okay. Is it the hair? Maybe. I'm just trying to think of iconic pairs that would be good. Bert and Ernie, the movie, Tom maybe. And Jerry. I'm not sure. Have you hey, have you seen that Tom and Jerry trailer though? No. What a fever dream. Oh my god, it looks terrible. Is this real? It's that Hanna Barbera universe. Is it actually yeah. happening? Yeah. Remember it's we mentioned happening. it. We mentioned it during Scooby Doo that that was going to be a part of the Hanna Barbera. I've blocked universe. most of that out of my brain. Movie if I'm universe. being honest with you, it's terrible. It looks like the cheapest movie ever made. I know that <laughs> we have a tendency on this podcast to sing too much anyway, but never more have I just wanted to bust out into Why am I feeling so wrong? My head's in the game, yeah. but my heart's in the song. Like, dude, it is. So intense that moment of mental clarity that he experiences in the middle of get yeah. your head in the game when he, but I also, he ends it with yikes and I just don't know that I can yeah. think of another musical that has the, our main character go yikes to get us back into sort of the musical number. And I, 
I just Dude, don't want to pass that by. The lyrics to this movie. Oh, yeah. Just the lyrics in oh, general. Yeah. Like, for how, how much of a big deal Kenny Ortega is, his standards for lyrics to dance to are not that yeah. high. You don't need that, dude. Most most chart-topping pop songs, the lyrics are just, okay, you know, boomer. we're just here to dance. <laughs> we're here We're here to dance. We're here to like, you know, we're here to move our arms. Move our arms, knock our knees together. Absolutely. Yeah. We're just here to listen to Chubby Checker. <laughs> R.I.P. Dang. R.I.P. for real. <laughs> um, Boy, nighttime energy, The second huh? best song... No, I want to talk about, real quick, the rule that says that when the scoreboard messes up, you have to evacuate your gym. That's what I want to talk about. You have to get out. Before we move on. Yeah. And I, That's, so we get another we get another child hacker here, but then also at no <clears> point <throat> is anybody like, hey, wait a minute. Did you guys set off the bad chemicals and sabotage the high school championship game so that you could come sing a song? You're in trouble now. It's just fine. Right. But it's we're all together. fine. We're together. Because we it's sing. Fine. So it's, is, is that a four for four? Child hacker to no, I think it's two out of ratio. four. We got smart house and we got this one. We got xenon. Oh, xenon. There's a yep. worm and yep. xenon. So we're three for four. Nothing or three for five okay. if you count Brink. Nothing in Brink. There's there's no hacking in Look at the I Irish. Believe so I thought there was. I guess there's not. They don't hack the the chip, the potato chip. No, they go Wait. on a tour and sneak away. Okay. Gotcha. Now there's a couple more things we have to hit very briefly. Uh, coming to the end of this episode, and one of them I. We we have to talk about the first audition process. That was that was kind of funny. It's to me. very some funny. of it was funny. Yeah, uh, everybody everybody was funny during that part. In my yeah. opinion, yeah, I laughed at very literally much. every audition. In particular, part of it was the like, girl who I think probably has to be a good singer because she has to be a good singer to sing that poorly. She is yep. consistently like the same amount sharp on every note the entire time she's singing. She did do such a good job, though, of not singing of well. being a bad yeah. singer. And she's so young that I was like, "Did this, does she think she's being interesting because she's moving around so much and like winking no, and stuff? That but everyone around her is like, whoa, she's so Dude, bad. Dude, her wink Dude, and Philly can't tell her. Is money. Yeah. Them and and yeah. then the, the guy that just dances across the stage. With no music, he just he just pirouettes across the stage and calls it a day. Those are my two highlights. Yeah. I am I'm not exaggerating. I shot a wedding this past weekend, and one of the guests danced like that guy the entire Amazing. time for the entirety of Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh, that's a long it was song to do. That's that exhausting. Well. It was unbelievable. One of the most incredible moments I've ever been a part of in my life. <laughs> jealous. I'm honestly jealous. Now, the other thing we have to talk about is my favorite song in this movie, "Breaking Free." I feel like that's the song. That and we're all in this together are the two biggest bangers from this movie. Those were the two I could have sang back to you, having only seen this one time 14 years ago before I watched last night. But Breaking Free, besides the fact that they only have a pianist, um, who, by the way, can I say penis on this show? Yeah, I did. Kelsey straight up says, penis here, Miss Darbus. I mean, it's just not even, it's not even close. Yeah. No, swinging a miss um, on pian- pianist. pianist. But that's hard to say. We're going to ignore the fact like that they have pianist. a pianist and yet also have a full band with drums and electric guitars for that song. That song smacks. I mean, fully smacks. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good one. I like that song a lot. Lyrics are lyrics are garbo trash. garbo trash. They are but dog trash. But such Don't a good need song. To be good. And that brings us, I believe, to the time in which we will rate this movie. All of this together is a bomb. Mm. Still, and that seemed to be they had a reunion 
a few years ago, and that seemed to be like everybody's favorite part. I bet that dance number had to be the coolest thing in the world to do, to be a part of. So I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, your closer's got to be big. Everybody knows. Right. And that, I feel like, remember when Disney would run commercials that were just clips of their own movies? This Mm -hmm. one was in there all the time. This was it. All the time it was. Nope. Um, And one last time, I just, I really can't stress enough how bad Vanessa Hudgens' solo song in the hallway is. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. It is the worst part of this movie. It sucks so much. Um, We're going to rate this movie using science, the same science that Gabriella used to blow up her science lab so that she could go audition for a musical with her new friend. Stinky science. Stinky science. Uh, But ours doesn't stink. It's great. It's the scientific cinema scale, and it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. I forgot to say it. Buy that poster. The next best thing, let's buy it, followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it, and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go. This is going to be a rent for me. It's honestly higher than I expected you to rate it. I'm trying to be generous. I'm trying to not be a grumpy grouch Aww. because I, I'm kind of a grumpy grouch on a lot of our episodes. No, sometimes you'll live forever. <laughs> I'll, rent, <laughs> I'll rent this one, not because the movie is mm. good, because to be clear, it is definitely, definitely, definitely not a good movie, but it is middle school mm. for yeah. me. Middle school and early high school is this, like the clothes, the hairstyles the everything um and it was a big deal so we're gonna rent it yeah i'm i'm buying this um i'm ironically buying the poster but my true rating is buy it but i actually would have the poster for this somewhere in a home that had room for ironic posters i i actually love this movie i know that it's not actually good but uh it's so fun. It really is fun. It is middle school, bottled, concentrated, and delivered straight into my veins. The music is fun. Uh, Zach Efron never ceases to be charming. We didn't talk about him much, and honestly, I think it's because in the grand scheme, it's weak on his part, this movie is, but he he's just charming, yeah. naturally. Um, yeah, I loved re-watching this. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm finding that my my rating is kind of what is the significance of the timestamp for sure. me because I didn't have Disney, um, and so this one, Jordan, you're gonna love this was not as strong to me as Brink. <gasps> I enjoyed Brink more than I enjoyed High School Musical, uh, and so uh, comparatively, I think High School Musicals are rent. Yeah, for yeah. Me. Um, uh, I do think though that there was a little bit more gravitas to to Efron than what my super pump was. Uh, which you can't know that if you're not a Patreon mm. member. So that's nice. It's really nice. That's a good plug there at the end. What are we doing next week? This is the episode I'm most excited for, maybe in the entire history I'm of our I'm unbelievably podcast. More nervous. than Avengers Endgame, more than Star Wars, mm. The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Feels like my life has been building to this wow. moment. Next week, we are beginning our uh, streaming of a White Christmas series. Um, and we are starting it with that Lifetime ditty. You've probably heard of it. Feliz Navidad, stolen, yoinked, directly from Twixt Our Fingers. So um, tune in for that. Because I mean, honestly, we've seen it already. We've Full disclosure, to part the curtain here, we're going to finish this episode and immediately record that one. And I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's a wild time. Wild, wild time for three wild mm. boys. So true.
So true, Dush. So eloquently put. I forgot about the name change of the, the Wild Boys. Three wild. It's three Wild Boys colon the po- the podcast. We stole show. it from Steve O or whoever did that, Johnny Knoxville or whatever. Hey, to end today's episode, I'd love for you to say your name and which click you would belong to in East High. Is this the click we did actually belong to in our dealer's high school? choice? Or I'm do, am say. I get, I'm beginning to be revisionist? I'm going to say dealer's choice. Um, okay. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan, and it's going to be the cheerleaders. <laughs> no no further information. Finally, a vector for your boundless enthusiasm. Mm, that's me. Optimistic and enthusiastic. Then I'll be, I mean, to counter that out, I'll be Doge. I'll be the captain and probably sole member of the grump leaders. And I just go behind the cheerleaders. And every time they're like, go team, I'm just going to be like, they're really not that good. <laughs> <laughs> like if you really think about it, they're not going to win and it doesn't matter. Wow. Hit your prime at 16. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> I'm Carter. And to be, to be honest, mm, I was that double dipper, not, not a double dizzer, but I would be, a, I guess you'd call it the Boltons. Mm. You know, it's like the guy who played sports, but probably would have rather been in drama yeah. class and singing. Yeah. So you played sports been, in high school. Yes. What'd you play? I played uh, football and basketball and golf, and I ran track. Small school. Small school. <laughs> Small school, That's big That's a dig, Carter. and it's also a truth. <laughs> yeah. Then I went to a bigger school, a 4A school, and I was like, oh, drama, and just went and did that because nobody <laughs> cared what I did. <laughs> Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.